In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I come to you um, today from the Memorial Garden here at St. Matthias on this Rogation Sunday, where we celebrate the fact that God is the one who provides um, the fruit in our lives, the fruit of the harvest, the, of the food we eat, as well as the fruit of the Spirit that comes from us as we abide in Christ. Um, and this passage is sort of continuation of last week, where we're called to bear fruit, to continue um, to bear fruit, fruit that will last in the Father's name, to continue to abide in Jesus, um, to go forth with the new command of love, loving one another as Jesus has loved us, that we might show love for one another, self-sacrificing, self-giving love for one another. As we abide in Jesus, um, now our role is, is shifted even, even more so. Last week we talked about the, the things, the amazing things that we can do when we abide in Jesus. And, and Jesus says this, right? Apart from me, you can do nothing, which also sort of means with me, you can do anything. And now Jesus goes a step further and says, now you're not even, you're not even servants anymore. You've called me, you've called me Lord and master, but, but now you're my friends. I'm your friend. We're in this together. This is a partnership whereby we are invited to bear fruit that will change the world, that will revolutionize the world, that will bring forth God's great love and fruitfulness to the world. And, and within that, there's sort of a shift. We've talked about um, over the past couple of weeks the way the resurrections has turned the world upside down. Um, but... In, in this instance, in, this, in these um, passages today, the world being turned upside down, the very definition of the world is, is sort of turned upside down. Because we, we end this passage with, and I appointed you to go bear fruit, fruit that will last, and my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name, and I'm giving you these commands so that you may love one another. And then it says, if the world hates you, be aware that it hated me before you. If you belong to the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you do not belong to the world, because I've chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But they will do all these things to you on account of my name, because they do not know him who sent me. And Jesus begins to sort of offer up, and we have in John's gospel, this, this dual reality that, that Jesus has come into the world to redeem the world, right? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to the end that all that believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I did not come into the world to condemn the world. I came into the world to save it. But know this, the world might hate me. The world will hate you. The world is not always excited about being saved. The world is not always excited about bearing fruit. The world is not always excited about this, this message of hope and salvation 
and promise. The world oftentimes is annoyed and angry because you're calling out some of the things that the world holds dear, right? When you're when you're talking about loving one another as Jesus loved us, if you're talking about a love that lays down your life for someone else, that's not always a value that the world holds dear. The world who wants to step on others, the world who wants to get ahead, the world who wants to have the most power, to have the most wealth, to have the most ego, everything, etc. But the interesting thing is, this is this is the world, sort of as as we know it today. Um, the world, when when we talk about the world, a lot of times in in mission. Go therefore into all the world, right? Go therefore to Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, into all the world, um, making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go into the world. Go forth into the world. We often think of world as being those who are not like us, right? Those who are different. Those of another race, those of another, you know, ethnicity, those of another culture. And and the reading from Acts, where where Peter goes to the house of Cornelius, we're sort of picking up the very, very little snippet of this thing. In the middle of Peter, it says, while Peter was still speaking, so this is sort of in the middle of his sermon, um, to Cornelius and his household, Cornelius, who's a Gentile. Um, the Holy Spirit came and fell upon all who believed the word. And the circumcised believers, that is the, the Jews, um, who were with Jesus, or at the very least, those who thought that um, they were on the in crowd, right, and Gentiles are on the out crowd, um, when they saw that the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, and they heard them speaking in tongues and extolling God, Peter says, can anyone withhold the water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit and ordered them to be baptized? So all of a sudden there's this, this radical, radical shift of what it is to be included in, in the glory of Jesus. That that all who abide in Christ, all who believe in his name, all who are baptized, all who are attached to the vine, all who come, regardless of ethnicity, ethnicity, of ethnicity, um, culture, race, gender, sexual orientation, whatever, the list goes on and on and on and on and on, right? Regardless of any of those things, you are in if you have been grafted into the vine of Jesus Christ. The world is no longer the Gentiles. 
The world is no longer those who are people not like you. Those who go to a different church, have a different religion, or even a different denomination for that matter. The world are those who hold fast to an entirely different set of standards, desires, wants. Those who don't just reject Jesus as Lord, but reject the very idea that someone should be put ahead of themselves, right? This is the world that Jesus begins to warn about. This is the world that Jesus begins to say may hate you, may despise you, may not want to hear the message of healing, of grace and hope because you're calling for justice. You're calling for mercy. You're calling for compassion. You're calling for grace. You're calling for love and generosity and hospitality to supersede power and wealth. And this is a dangerous thing because when you can't be controlled, when you can't be bribed, when you can't be bought off, you're a threat to the world. And this is a shift of what the disciples would have thought of as the world. This is a shift maybe even for many of us when we think of as the world. Whereas the world is, is just a place out there that's not us, right? Jesus is for us and the world. We need to go overseas um, to bring forth missions. We need to go into the, the communities that don't know who God is. We need to, to bring the gospel message of, of Jesus to the world. And that's true, right? That is true. We are called to go to the ends of the earth. We are called to extol Jesus to the ends of the earth. To proclaim that saving grace, that saving love. But the world is also right here. The world is everywhere around us. The world holds up a different set of values than Jesus. And this is the biggest challenge that we have to face as the church. To see 
the world not as a place out there, but as a place right here. A place where we combat it through love. We combat it through prayer. We combat it through service. We combat it through mercy and grace and joy and promise. We love one another. And when the world encounters that, that's when the world struggles. And sometimes the world reacts with hatred. And sometimes the world reacts with awe and wonder at wanting to know more. We see this all through the Acts of the Apostles. Right? We see this everywhere. Throughout history, people being attracted, not because of, of doctrine, not because of a great Sunday school class, not because that, that the catechism was completely and amazingly taught by the priest, but because someone showed forth love. Today we not only celebrate Rogation Sunday, it's also Mother's Day, and had a Mother's Day prayer already before, but, but this is why, one of the reasons that I often choose to to pray for for everyone, for mother, all women on Mother's Day and all father or all men on Father's Day, is is because we possess these characteristics, these traits, whether it's to your ch- own children or whether it's to someone that you just encounter, a stranger on the street or a friend in need or a neighbor. The spirit of God, the fruitfulness of God that it lives within us must be cultivated, must be cherished, must be blessed. Because this is the shift that Jesus invites us into today. When he says, you're no longer servants, you're my friends. We are partners. Partners in the glorious, transforming power of Jesus Christ. Partners in bearing fruit. Partners in cultivating fruit in one another. Partners in loving one another. Partners in coming together. Regardless male or female, Gentile or Jew, slave or free, black or white, regardless of any label, we have been called friends and called to love one another and to proclaim the Spirit of God is here and to partner to love the world.
to love the world, even when the world hates us. To pray for the world, even when the world despises us. To bring the spirit and fruitfulness of God into the world, even when the world rejects us. This is the challenge that we have before us. This is the shift. But the world is not out there. The world is here. And we're called to embrace, to love, and to bless it. To bear fruit within it through self-sacrificing love of one another, partnering for the glory of God. Amen.